This is Susan V. Brock, Telluride Inside and Out. We are talking once again with Dr. Alan Sofsi, a world-renowned internist and gastroenterologist with encyclopedic knowledge of mind-body wellness and preventative medicine. This winter into next summer, Dr. Allen is offering a series of courses and seminars at the Peaks Resort and Spa in Mountain Village, Telluride. Uh, for further information on that, please call one 877 448-5416. That's 877-448-5416. This week, Dr. Allen is talking about how to tell fake news from real claims and medical news, how to distinguish fact from fantasy. Dr. Allen, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Susan. This is going to be an interesting topic. Yep. So um, let's begin with the basics. What is a good starting point for distinguishing fact from fiction when it comes to medical news? Um, that's a good question, because if you turn on a television, if you, which I tend not to do, uh, or a radio, you're going to hear all kinds of claims and deciphering supplement claims, you know, good luck. Uh, you have to really be careful what we're hearing now. And even claims that are totally fraudulent may take five to ten years for the FDA to crack down on them, in which time consumers have often wasted a lot of money and sometimes put themselves in dangerous situations. So, you know, if you see something that's written, you know, look at the title, look at the headline. Um, Is it straightforward? Is it factual? And then look at the body, the content. So you saw the title. When you're reading through anything, look for agreement between the headline and the content. Uh, the content will often diverge greatly from the headline. Um, beware of anything that includes patient testimonials. Patient testimonials are often included in these um, supplement claims. Patient testimonials are not science. Uh, if I give you a pill and say, Susan, I think you're going to feel better. Uh, I'm going to have you fill out a questionnaire in a week, and these are really powerful pills, and everybody that I've given it to in the past felt better. You fill out the questionnaire and you felt better. That's a patient testimonial. Is it science? No, it's far from science. Uh, when you're reading an article like that, are they selling anything? You know, are we selling supplements when we're doing this? No. Um, and are the claims legal or borderline? What kind of claims can a supplement or product make to skirt the issue? And there's lots of ones that they can make to skirt the issue. Uh, it's very confusing. Um, you know, they're supposed to limit the claims on supplements. Um, even in testimonials and website links, they're supposed to limit those. But they still can make health maintenance or structure function type claims. Um, you know, they can say maintains a healthy circulatory system. Uh, almost any plant uh, would do that. And they can talk about life stages. You know, does it help with aging or menopause or pregnancy? And you know, they can have non-disease claims, arouses sexual desire, boosts stamina, things like that. They cannot have claims uh, that are specific to a disease, though. Uh, that would require FDA approval. So it's liberal enough that people can make all kinds of nebulous claims that we get confused about. Um, we have lots of different terminology for those, but there's lots of misleading health claims out there. And we have to be very, very careful, especially with the burgeoning supplement market we have currently. Okay, thank you. Would you give some examples of some of the bold but false claims? I mean, like the thing about jellyfish in the brain, is that true? Um, 
Well, uh, you know, that's an interesting topic. Um, there's actually, Prevagen has been taken, and I'm assuming you're talking about Prevagen. They were actually taken yeah, to yeah. court. Um, and they advertise the supplement as helping to improve memory. Um, and they've, in the court case, uh, they face claims of deceptive marketing after a federal appeals court ruled that the lawsuit against um, the company could proceed. So what happens is that companies will make a supplement, and they may do a very small study in-house uh, often, not published in a peer-reviewed journal, so you need to see where these are published. If they say it's a published clinical study, that means nothing in my mind. It is a placebo-controlled published clinical study in a peer-reviewed journal where peers actually reviewed my research, yes, that means something. Um, so, you know, Prevagen went out and said, okay, you know, this compound within the jellyfish can stop dementia or treat dementia. Uh, that's a disease. So we have to be very careful when somebody doesn't have FDA approval and says we're treating a disease process. And in that case, they do a study, um, and I won't single them out, and say the study doesn't show any benefit. Then you take five other endpoints, and just if you throw enough things at a wall, one of them by chance may show positive results. It doesn't mean it's statistically significant. It may just show positive results, in which case you can say, okay, in this clinical study, we had results. Um, so Prevagen actually is one in my mind, has no studies to show, no well-published, peer-reviewed journal studies to show that it has any benefit. But these are not millions, but billion-dollar markets that we're talking about for these compounds. Wow. Okay. I assume, and this is probably a simple one with a short answer, that if something is described, a product is described as in quotes, a secret that even doctors won't tell you, we should walk away. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times we, we should walk away. Uh, if something sounds too good, um, it probably is. And, and is it as simple as taking something in a jellyfish that prevents dementia? Is that too good? There's, it's, if I'm giving you, you know, one thing that's going to prevent dementia, probably isn't going to happen. It's multifactorial. It's diet. It's exercise. It's lots of parts of your lifestyle. It's your genetics. Um, there's lots of companies. You know, there's airborne herbal supplements in my mind um, that really were, you know, stretched the boundaries of what should have been legitimate in a lot of their claims. So be careful. Look at it. Is it peer-reviewed? And almost none of these are. And then if you look at the bottom, you're going to see this universal disclosure statement that these have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, um, and we have not been shown to be able to treat any diseases. So take that sentence to heart. You know, that disclosure sentence, yes, they haven't been evaluated by the FDA. And a lot of times, years later, the FDA will go ahead and crack down on them, but it may take five or ten years later. I mean, there's Reebok had easy tone shoes in 2009, 2010. And, you know, those shoes were supposed to make it better for you. The muscles would be toned better, and all it did is make it harder for people to walk. Um, there was 
you know, male sexual enhancement products out there that have been cracked down on. Uh, Dan and, you know, Activia yogurt, which is still sold, but some of their claims had to be decreased in regards to what was out there initially. So Mm -hmm. there isn't a magic bullet in most of these things that you're going to be finding. Uh, You want to look for certain things. You know, do they have, you know, exaggerated products worth through the use of meaningless, unsubstantiated terms? So example of that may be greatest of all time, you know, the best in town, um, out of this world, um, the world's best tasting food or best supplement you can buy. Um, you know, they may manipulate terms. Um, if you remember back in the smoking era, tobacco companies regularly use the term low tar or light or ultra light or mild in order to describe those cigarettes. But and it took to 2009 for the United States banned manufacturers from labeling those products with those terms because they didn't really mean anything. You know, a cigarette's still going to kill you whether it's low tar, light, ultra light, or mild. Uh, so, you know, be careful of those. And they'll often have inconsistent comparisons. Um, so, you know, or, in, or incomplete comparisons. Better? Better than what? Um, or best? You know, is it superior to one product or the, all the products? Or how many did they test against? So there's lots of little terminology that we need um, to look at. You know, the cereals aren't going to improve child's immunity. But Companies have said that in the past. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, we just we have to be really intelligent consumers. We have to look at articles. We have to look at authors. We have to look at where things are published. Um, you know, there's certain terms. Have you ever heard the term chemical-free? Um, mm-hmm. You know, they put that on a box. Well, you know, many products you see come with some form of a statement that says chemical-free or no chemicals. However, everything on Earth, save a few elementary particles formed by radioactive decay, are present in such minute quantities from solar wind, um, are chemicals. Uh, So there's chemicals in these. What they're trying to imply is we didn't add anything to it. But, you know, all of these products have chemicals in it. They will use false coloring um, on products Mm -hmm. to make them look different. So... It's really a scary environment, It is, for, especially for physicians, because we see people come in with bottles of 10, 20, 30 supplements or other products that they're spending a fortune on and have these impression that these are going to make them healthier. Okay. Should we be checking to see if these, in quotes, wonder treatments have been tested on humans is- are they are products that have not been tested on humans a priori disqualified? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Susan. Most of them haven't really, in my mind, been tested. Um, you know, if I am doing testing, which I've done for, you know, since 1981 era, um, we need to look at safety we need adverse events. We have reporting. We send things to the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, we track everything. We go through uh, investigational review boards, which include physicians and lay people and other people on it. These compounds that are in the supplement do not have to do that. Um, you know, they can say that we clinically, you know, a clinical study, 
If somebody says we did a clinical study, you have to say what was the clinical study, where was it published, what was done, did they use humans, did they even you know was there more than one person in the clinical study? How many people were in the study? So you need mm-hmm. an N or a significant number of people to do that. Um, so you know when Palm Wonderful, um, you know which wrangled with the FDA for many years over its advertising. Uh, claiming that it could treat or prevent certain diseases, they were told, hey, stop saying it can treat or prevent prostate cancer or heart disease or rectal dysfunction. Um, because the food, and, um, the FTC voiced concerns over any clinical research they had to support those claims. So they made those claims without, in my mind, adequate clinical studies to support that. So if you don't see human studies, if you don't see it published somewhere, um, and ideally at least submitted to the FDA or going through some sort of, um, you know, oversight, I think you should be very leery. Okay. So let's go back to supplements because, as you said just before, um, people are spending fortunes on them. Um, What kind of claims can supplements make or products make that skirt FDA requirements? Uh, I'm Focus on something like the probiotic market, which is surging because of the new emphasis on the microbiome. Um, Maybe use that as a handle to explain what they are saying that makes sense or does not make sense. No, it's a good question because it's difficult for physicians. It's difficult for the lay public. Um, You know, the... They should be limited in the claims they make on supplement labels and on the Internet, even in testimonials, even in websites. Um, so with with only a few exceptions, the claims cannot assert that supplements treat or cure a disease, um, which would make them drugs. So if you're treating or curing a disease, so if I say this is heart healthy, that would be okay. If I say I can prevent heart attacks, that wouldn't be okay. Uh, only structure, function, or health maintenance claims are allowed. So a label can say helps improves mood, but I can't say I treat depression or I reduce depression. So I can talk mm-hmm. about a general thing as mood. We get and, and it's not really fair. I think these rules are arcane um, because I can look at it and say, hey, it just says it can help improve mood, but I'm thinking, well, that doesn't say it can improve or reduce depression, but most people are going to read that as, yeah, I can treat depression with that. Um, So it can say it maintains a healthy circulatory system, but it can't say that it prevents or treats cardiovascular disease. Um, You know, oats and oat-containing products can say they maintain cholesterol in a healthy range, but it can't, you know, but not treat high cholesterol levels. Um, You know, I could say... My products, my probiotics, even if I don't have a good study for them right now, um, support the immune system, which they do in some respects. Our bacteria within our GI tract do support the immune system. They're part of the immune system. But I can't say that those probiotics prevent colds or influenza. Um, So, you know, we're all confused about this. I mean, I've been doing this for so long. I can look at this and say, okay, that's really a very nebulous claim. Uh, if you say they're treating or preventing a cold specifically, they have to have more evidence, uh, and it's not in the supplement range. 
So I can say like zinc, which we'll talk about in another um, zinc gluconate, which is in lozenges, can decrease colds, but I can't say it prevents, you know, decreased duration of colds in some studies, but not in all studies. It's not FDA approved. I can't say it prevents a cold or influenza. Um, so, you know, the FDA has attempted to make distinction between disease claims um, or medicinal claims, or medical claims, uh, from these structure function type claims or health maintenance claims. So there's a lot of health maintenance claims out there that are not substantiated, don't have any really good research behind them. So just look at this and take a look at them and say, you know, are they making a disease-specific claim or is just kind of this nebulous you know, improves mood or maintains a healthy mm-hmm. circulatory system um, or helps with your immune system, such as in a probiotic. So once again, you would come down on the side of taking a food source as a probiotic rather than a supplement. I absolutely think, you know, if we look at populations that live the longest in the world, if we look at Seventh-day Adventist and the Costa Ricans and the Mediterranean diet and the Okinawans, they're not out there taking 20 different supplements every day, and they outlive all of us for the most part. Um, They eat foods rich in these phytochemicals that have all these beneficial things in them, but we don't know what to take out of a blueberry or a blackberry or something else. So we're not smart enough to say, of those thousand different phytochemicals, which one should we take out? Um... So be careful when you're reading unsubstantiated health um, ads or misleading health ads. Okay. Um, I think that this is an exhaustive subject, um, (coughs) discerning facts from fiction, particularly in in the age of fake news. But um, I think your verdict is pretty clear that in almost every case, supplement with whole foods rather than supplements, and then be leery of claims that have that are are not uh, claims around a product that has not been tested on human populations and large populations of humans at that. Would that be so? Absolutely. And look to see where it's published. You know, um, a lot of these will say published clinical studies. Well, they may have published it in their own in-house journal. There's journals you can pay to publish things in. Um, so they may not be published in reputable journals. So we have to do a little bit more digging when we see some of these claims that are out there. And I don't think you could go a half hour listening to the radio without having hearing four or five somewhat ludicrous claims. Um, but you're absolutely right. Get your nutrients. And, you know, if we spend as much time and effort looking for fresh fruits and vegetables and avoiding ultra-processed foods, we would be much healthier. And rather than saying, okay, I am going to have jellyfish pills. Okay. Thank you. This has been Susan B. Brock, Turn Right Inside Now, talking with Dr. Alan Safdie. Uh, if you're interested in a continued dialogue with him, call 1-877-448-5416 to find out about his courses at the Peaks Resort and Spa. Thank you, Dr. Safdie. Thank you, Susan. I wish we had more time for this because it's a fascinating topic. Thanks a lot. I agree.